Step 1. Learn the standards of audio mixing. Basics of working with microphones. When working with talents such as singers and bands, the first step to get a great and controllable mix is getting the equipment in the right spot for the specific venue. The equipment refers to mainly microphones and speakers. The speakers should be as close to the audience as practical. This means a speaker should never be 10 inches away from the closest audience member's ear and should not be 100 feet away either. It should be in a practical place that still sounds appealing. These people will understand that it will still be very loud in the front. And the main rule of thumb is to seriously use common sense. That is the biggest rule in mixing. Along with keeping that in mind, your next objective is to get the microphones as close to the source as practical. No microphone should be shoved in someone's mouth or guitar amp, but also shouldn't be 10 feet away. For pretty much everything, the closer the mic is to the source, then the better it sounds, unless it just sounds awful or not right, which in that case, use common sense and experiment with slightly different positions of the microphone. Whether that is the case or not, you must always understand where to start. The reason to get the mic as close to the source as practical is to obtain the most acoustic frequencies and gain as possible. Low frequencies like bass or the soul in people's voices are omnidirectional, meaning that they like to spread out and be heard in different directions. This is why you can be leaving the club at night and still hear the bass, but not all the high frequencies, since the high frequencies are inside going one direction and the bass is going everywhere in almost equal amounts. High frequencies are the opposite and are unidirectional, which can make them be heard from farther away if directed right at your ear or mic so these concepts impact what the microphone hears. The farther you get away from the source, the faster low frequencies get lost compared to high frequencies. This is because the mic is still pointed at the source where the high frequencies are moving straight at it, and the low frequencies have spread out now. Along with this, the microphone will clearly not be as powerful and catch everything forcing you, the mixer, to have to run everything hot, very loud, putting yourself at risk of feedback or ranging dynamics of loudness with the unpredictable talent moving the mic. Lastly, on the mixing board, whichever channel the microphone is plugged into, how to plug in the microphone will be explained in step two, there will be a fader assigned to that channel. The fader is the slider that goes up and down. It controls the volume just like the knob on your car's radio, and it goes from as low as infinity, which is silent to plus 10 decibels, usually, zero, or what is called unity, where you want to try your best and have your fader live for your average show volume. But if you start from infinity and turn up the volume to minus 30 decibels, which will be minus 30 decibels away from zero, very quiet, and the mic is already too loud, then how do you fix this? Well, there will be an attribute knob on every mixing board called either gain or trim. And what this does is change the attenuation of the channel it is assigned to by making the mic louder or quieter, and in turn making it more sensitive or less sensitive. Think of it as another fader. And if you have the gain at the right level, then you should be able to have your fader live at unity. So if the mic is too loud at minus 30 decibels, then turn down the gain knob and put up the fader until you reach unity. If you can't get the mic loud enough, then turn up the gain. Be careful with turning up the gain too much, as that makes the microphone more sensitive and leaves it vulnerable to feedback. If feedback occurs and you cannot get the fader to unity, don't stress over it. The reason why you want the fader at unity is because it makes it much easier to make smaller volume adjustments, but it is not the end of the world if you cannot reach this goal for a particular reason. Understanding this concept will allow you as the mixer to know what to listen for in different mic positions and how to control its volume. Feedback will be explained later.
Basics of Acoustics When mixing audio of any sort, it is often not a relevant thought to many listeners of just how much goes into that work of art to make it sound the best it can. The main goal of any mixer is to get a sound from the source that sounds natural. Nothing should stand out, and everything should be crisp and clear, just like how you want it as a regular listener. In live mixing, this is never an easy task, however. Acoustics of the environment a mixer is working in is the second step to finding the right mix after proper placement of speakers and microphones. If the space the event is held in is a large open space with very hard parallel walls, sound will bounce off all these walls at an incredible rate, taking a long time to dissipate and overall sounding like a big mess. This is called reverberation, and can easily be heard by just clapping in a space such as this. It will take a while for the sound to fade away, and with singers, a full band, and an audience, nothing is going to be distinct and heard.